Welcome back to Investigate Joe Rogan. Today I'll be talking about episode 1669 with Kyle Kalinske. This is a podcast where I fact check and investigate things that have been said on the Joe Rogan experience. Um, 1669, of course, includes the sex number, which is very funny. Um, You can laugh if you want, if you must. Two small things I'd like to mention first are that psilocybin is not from space, like Rogan would have you believe. At least there's no reason to think that it's from space. It can be found in over 200 species of fungi, and fungi is probably not from space. Also, at one point, Kyle says that trucking is the number one job in America. If he meant number one in the sense it is the best job, that is true, obviously. Everyone knows that long-haul trucking is the ideal job. That's just the way of the road. But if he meant it is the most common job, that is not true. That's what I think he probably meant. Retail salesperson is actually the most common job in America, which actually serves the point he's making even better, because that's a job that can be automated even easier than uh, driving. Surprisingly, given Kyle's job as a political YouTuber, they actually do not talk about politics very much at all in this episode. I had to check the description on Spotify to make sure he was not actually a stand-up comedian from the comedy store. But a few hours in, they do eventually get into a few issues here and there. Kyle says 60% of Americans want free health care and 55% want universal basic income, which I will be referring to as UBI henceforth, just because it's easier. I don't think either of these stats is entirely accurate. A Pew Research poll from 2020 found that 63% of U.S. adults answered yes to the question, is it the federal government's responsibility to make sure all Americans have health care coverage? So that would seem as though he is correct. But in the poll, if you answered yes, you then had a second thing to pick. You picked between two options of how the government should do this, either, quote, be provided through a single national health insurance system run by the government, or the other option, quote, continue to be provided through a mix of private insurance companies and government programs. Only 36% of people total said yes, it is the federal government's responsibility, and then picked the second option and said that they should do it with a single insurance system run by the government. 26% of total people said yes, but then said this should be done by a mix of private companies and public programs. But that's just what we already have. Almost 40% of Americans are on Medicaid or Medicare right now. So isn't that just saying that you think the current state of affairs should continue? I think it's probably more accurate to say that 36% of people clearly want universal health care in the same way that other countries do, not 60%. But I think this is kind of up for debate. It's a weird poll, and it's, it's not the question that he probably thought it was. As for the idea that 55% of Americans want UBI, that is uh, just incorrect. The question asked by the Pew Research poll on this was, quote, would you favor or oppose the federal government providing a guaranteed income, sometimes called a universal basic income, of about $1,000 a month for all adult citizens 
whether or not they work. 23% said they would strongly favor, 22% said they would somewhat favor, for a combined 45% of people saying they are in favor in general. This might seem nitpicky, but 45% is pretty different from 55%, like Kyle said, if you think about it. I mean, if someone won an election by 10%, it would be considered a huge blowout. He uses this to say that UBI is a popular idea, but in reality, the most popular response was strongly opposed with 36%. However, the question in this poll is pretty specific, and I think you could possibly get some pretty different outcomes if you changed a few things. I mean, what if they had said that the money would only go to poor people, UBI, but only for people below a certain income level? Some people might have read this question, realized that it would mean a thousand tax dollars would be sent to Joe Rogan each month and then decided that they could not support it. Or if they said it would only go to employed people, or what if they said it would be less than a thousand or more than a thousand, that would probably change the responses a lot. It could, it could make more people support it. It could make less people support it. I don't really know. But what Kyle said about it is not true. Kyle also says some incorrect things about Bernie's plan to pay for public college. He says that Bernie's plan was to use a Wall Street trading tax to pay for it all. But this is only partially true. Bernie's plan was actually for the federal government to use a trading tax to pay for two-thirds of the cost, and then state governments would pay the rest. So the individual states could raise that money in all sorts of ways. I mean, they could do anything. But the real reason this matters is because the states could just not do it. Medicaid works in a similar way, where the federal government pays a part and states pay a part. And states can just screw up the whole thing by just not paying. Bernie's response to this uh, when this was going on was basically that colleges in those states that didn't pay would just be toast because students would just go to the free colleges. But would this weird system really be what anyone would want? To me, it seems like this could result in some sort of Frankenstein system like we have with healthcare. But anyway, the way Kyle describes this Bernie plan is not accurate. Later, talking about healthcare again, Kyle says that 45 to 60,000 people a year die because they don't have health insurance. This is a tricky stat. It's hard to say, and it's a highly debatable thing. This number that he cites here comes from an American Journal of Public Health study, where they took a group of people, recorded whether or not they had insurance, and then followed up later and recorded who had died. After controlling for things like smoking, etc., they concluded that 45,000 more uninsured people died than insured people. So that's where the number comes from. However, the study itself admits that there's a problem with their research. It says, quote, Our study has several limitations. We assessed health insurance at a single point in time and did not validate self-reported insurance status. We were unable to measure the effect of gaining or losing coverage after the interview. So in other words, they don't know if anyone in the study got insurance or lost insurance during the eight years in between. There's also another relatively recent study that claims to show just the opposite, that having health insurance doesn't affect mortality very much, if at all. Richard Chronic, who used to work for the Clinton administration and created the album The Chronic, 
published a study in health services research. He has said that it's quite counterintuitive and it's not a message that most people, including myself, want to hear. However, the evidence we have concerning the relationship between lack of insurance and mortality is not very good, and a reasonable reading of that evidence is that the number of deaths in the United States probably wouldn't change a lot if everybody gets health insurance. So that was this guy's conclusion, and he did a huge study that involved over half a million people. Ultimately, I'm not really sure where to land on this. Uh, it's hard to tell. To quote something that the econ talk guy says a lot, it's, it's something about which reasonable people can disagree, in my opinion. Now, lastly, Nazis. There were some incorrect things said about Nazis in this episode. Rogan says Werner von Braun personally had Jews killed and hung out with Hitler, and that Nazis had sword duels to scar each other's faces intentionally. Now, parts of this are true and parts of this are not true. Yes, Werner von Braun was a Nazi. Everyone knows this, even if you're only on paranoia level one. I'm sure you know about this and you know about Operation Paperclip. He was not close to Hitler. He was not in Hitler's inner circle. In fact, he was arrested once towards the end of the war for having a, quote, defeatist attitude, which was actually not all that uncommon. Towards the end of the war, it was a criminal offense that could actually get you executed. Basically, saying out loud that you thought Germany was going to lose the war uh, was really bad for your health around that time. And they were executing people for basically being pessimistic. <laughs> well, really for being realistic all the way until the Soviets invaded Berlin, which is pretty nuts if you think about it. Werner von Braun did not personally have any Jews executed or anything like that. He basically just worked on the rocket program. I would say that he seems to have been as evil as your average Nazi. That is to say, he was aware of what was going on for sure. He definitely knew about everything that went on behind the scenes, and he did nothing about it. But he wasn't close with Hitler, and he didn't take the initiative on anything evil himself. So I would not say that... So what Rogan says about him being sort of particularly evil is wrong. He seems to have just been your run-of-the-mill level of evil. Not, uh, not to sound like I'm making excuses for Nazis here, but what Rogan said is, is just historically inaccurate. Now, what he said about the dueling scars thing is kind of true. There were Nazi officers who had dueling scars, and this was a real thing in Germany. They would have these duels, they'd put goggles on so you don't blind yourself, obviously, and you would try and get cool scars. But the Nazis were actually not into this. When they came to power, they banned this practice slash sport or whatever you'd call it. And they were not a fan of these sorts of things and these sorts of little fraternities and societies and stuff. It did continue to go on secretly just because Germans apparently really wanted to keep slashing each other's faces. But a Nazi officer would not have been involved in something like this. I mean, it's not something that you could hide. You could have the fight secretly, but, but what then? You know, hey Hans, why do you have a six-inch scar across your cheek? And where did that come from? You have a kitchen accident? It would be hard to keep that under wraps. Srogan was kind of wrong about this. He sort of explained it wrong. Those are all the notes I have for this episode. I hope you enjoyed listening. Feel free to tell your friends about this podcast so you can educate them on 
important topics like Nazi sword dueling, historical accuracy, and I will see you next episode.